0: Section 26 of O. O'Henry Encore by o. Henry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Schempf. How She Got in the Swim There was no happier couple in all Houston than George W. St. Bibbs and his wife before the shadow of the tempter crossed their path. It is remarkable how the tempter always comes up so his shadow will fall across one's path, isn't it? it seems as if a tempter who knew his business would either approach on the other side or select a cloudy day for crossing people's paths but we digress the st Bibbses lived in a cosy and elegantly furnished cottage and had everything that could be procured on credit they had two charming little girls named dolly and polly george st bibbs loved fashionable society and his wife was domestic in her ways so she had made him move to houston so that he would not have a chance to gratify his tastes however george still went to functions and things of that kind and left his wife at home one night there was to be a very high toned blowout by society people gotten up by the business league and the daughters of the survivors of the confederate reunion after george had left his wife looked into her little hand mirror and said to herself I bet a dollar there isn't a lady at that ball that stacks up half as well as I do when I fix up. Then an idea struck her. She rang for her maid and told her to bring a cup of hot tea, and then she dressed in a magnificent evening dress, left the maid to look after Dolly and Polly, and got on the street car and went to the ball. George was at the ball enjoying himself very much. All the Tony people were there, and music's voluptuous swell rose like everything and soft eyes looked love to eyes that spake again and all that sort of thing among the guests was the vicomte carlos de villiers a distinguished french nobleman who had been forced to leave paris on account of some political intrigue and who now worked on a large strawberry farm near alvin the vicomte stood near a portiere picking his teeth when he saw mrs st bibbs enter he was at her side in a moment and had written his name opposite hers for every dance george looked over and saw them and gasped in surprise jerusalem that's molly he leaned against a velvet cul-de-sac near the doorway and watched them mrs st bibbs was the belle of the evening everybody crowded about her and the viscount leaned over her and talked in his most engaging manner fanning her with an old newspaper as she smiled brightly upon him a brilliant stream of wit persiflage and repartee falling from her lips mon dieu said the viscount to himself as his ardent gaze rested upon her i wish i knew who she is at supper mrs st bibbs was the life of the gang she engaged in a witty discussion with the brightest intellects around the table completely overwhelming the boss joshers of the town she conversed readily with gents from the wards speaking their own dialect and even answered without hesitation a question put to her by a man who had a sister attending the state university george could scarcely believe that this fascinating brilliant woman of the world was the quiet little wife he had left at home that evening when the ball was over and the musicians had been stood off george went up to his wife feeling ashamed and repentant "'Molly,' he said, "'Forgive me. "'I didn't know how beautiful and gay you could be in swell society. "'The next time our Longfellow literary coterie "'gives a fish fry at the Hook and Ladder Company Hall, "'I'll take you along.' "'Mrs. St. Bibbs took her husband's arm with a sweet smile. "'All right, George,' she said. "'I just wanted you to see that this town can't put up no society shindigs "'that are too high up for me to tackle.' I once spent two weeks in Galveston, and I generally catch on to what's proper as quick as anybody. At present, there are no two society people in town more sought after and admired than George St. Bibbs and his accomplished wife. Houston Daily Post, Monday morning, May eighteenth, 1896. End of section 26.